Kofi has stopped talking, so I'm presuming that he fell asleep in typical Screen Rant Underground fashion. Uh, <laughs> it is late. <laughs> Welcome to Podcast X Episode 4. Um, this week we have a bunch of different things kind of going on in the world of television. So we're going to break those down. We're going to be talking Stranger Things. We're going to be talking The Boys, the first two episodes or three episodes of The Boys released. Um, and then we, if we have time, we're going to hit Strange New Worlds. We're going to do a little bit of an old school kind of rants and raves type uh, type thing for those of you Screen Rant Underground listeners. Um, I am joined, as always, by my co-host, Mr. Rob Keys. Hello. Along with special guest, Kofi Outlaw. Hey, what's going on? Before we get started, I just want to remind everybody we are wanting to try and move everybody over to the Podcast X feed in your podcast application of choice. I think we might release some kind of extra bonus content on that feed here soon, which will only be available there. Um, and eventually, we're like I've said, we're going to stop posting the main podcast on the Screen Rant Underground as well as Total Geek All Feed. So if you guys are listening to us, even if you're not clocking in every week to listen, but you know you want to be around when you know Thor: Love and Thunder comes out or some of these other big movies that are coming, you know, later in the year subscribe to the podcast X feed because by that point we will have moved over. We will not be posting on total geek all or screen ran underground anymore. Um, I, you know, we've kind of let that go on a little bit longer than initially planned and I'll let it ride a little bit longer, but we're going to start trying to tempt you guys over to the, uh, to the other feed. So there's a test podcast that we've been talking about, maybe posting on the podcast X feed exclusively, um, which might have something to do with a movie that was re-released in theaters recently after a massive social media, campaign um and then made like i don't know what was it like eighty thousand dollars or something like that is that how much it made i can't (laughs) um so that if we release that that'll be on the podcast x feed exclusively so move over um and yeah other than that we'll get started here so we're going to be talking spoilers for the boys season three episodes one through three we're going to be talking full spoilers for stranger things season four um part one um, you know, with these two other episodes that are coming out and then, you know, with strange new worlds, I don't think there's a lot of, uh, major spoilers there that we would be, we'd be covering, but, um, but yeah, let's just, uh, let's just kick it off. So I thought we'd start with the boys, um, because we did talk some stranger things last week. So I want to preface this conversation by saying that I made a critical mistake, um, this week as far as podcasting goes, but for me, it was great. And it's that I watched the entire fourth season of the boys or third season of the boys rather. So I have to try and be careful and remember exactly where the third episode ends. So I'm going to let you guys probably guide me a little bit. So I don't say something that people haven't gotten to see yet. Did either of you watch all of it or watch beyond episode three? I have seen all eight as well. (laughs) Okay. All right. So Kofi holding it down for uh, for three episode watchers. Oh uh, yeah, it's all three of the first episodes that they released. Okay. But, can you but remind you us where past- episode three ends? Oh man, you guys are making me 
You put me on the spot. All right. So oh, uh, it, episode three kind of gets everything in the gear. Let's see. Uh, Soldier man. boy, is he like? Uh, where, no, where they haven't. They haven't. They're going to Russia. Is the last thing they say in episode oh, okay. three. Yeah, yeah. It's right before they leave for Russia. Yeah, yeah. The first three episode arc is basically getting the boys back together. Like right. that's what yeah. that whole three episode I, arc is about. And it's with it's like it it kind of ends with Homelander going full off the deep end, right? Where he basically no, he uh, he has kind of it's it's Annie, it's a uh, Starlight playing along and kind of them being a couple and her okay. kind of like making out with him and you know doing the whole thing, clenching her fist like her mom taught her when okay. she was young. Okay. Got it. Oh, that's She's right. And we, like, and we meet some like, other yeah. soups that are like in a competition, yeah. right? Yeah. yeah, and they that's, they just solved the competition of who's joining. They brought back the deep and announced the winners of that little reality show competition they did. <laughs> yeah. yeah, they cut like the two qualified women of color and like yeah, they, uh, <laughs> yeah. like Starlight's ex boyfriend and uh, the deep, the guy who like mouth raped her according to her. Uh, yeah. yeah so. Right. Yeah. Her words, not ours. Yeah, and then the, uh, and then like they had the dinner with the deep. That was all in like episode three, and I think, yeah, where everybody like I've seen yeah. people I've seen people tweeting about that where they just like that may have been the breaking point for the show for them. With uh, with, well, yeah, what, the with, with these people never see old boy. Like, what are you people talking about? Come on, stop oh, well, girls. Did you never watch either not, version of old boy? I think it's just because in old boy, like the octopus is not like communicating. That he has a family and stuff like that to the person eating him, right? Yeah, they name him what Timothy or something is his name, right? Oh. <laughs> yeah, his name's Timothy, and he's <laughs> <with friends>. <laughs> I guess, yeah, good I personality. Guess. I mean, look, without getting to spoilers, <laughs> I mean, there's other aquatic craziness later on in the season. Yeah, there's some <laughs> the yeah, deep for sure. It definitely up there, top three most fucked up characters, which doesn't say much in this show. Everything's so fucking over the top. So, yeah. Um, look, I'll say this. It's good they released three episodes at once um, because uh, – and going back to conversations of years old, I, I've always preferred the Netflix model where I watch it or, or binge it when I want to and pace it out when I want to. And I think the boys, um, for as much as I love the show, it is sort of like big event-level shock factor each episode it feels like. Um, and I'm not being carried through yeah. necessarily for story. It's more like – What's the crazy thing happening next? Are these two going to fight? How many people are going to blow up? How much craziness is there going to be next? Or you know, you know, we we all know that the hero gasm episode is is later on this season, and they've done interviews about that, and it's like, how crazy is that yeah. going to be? And and without getting any spoilers, like it's it's crazy, but it's like I'm so desensitized to extreme violence <laughs> and superheroes doing crazy shit and giant pieces of human anatomy that it just it just seems so normal the boys which i guess is good that's what people are here for but um I, I do wish the show was a little more like i wish i could watch i wish everyone could watch all like eight if they wanted to within the span of a week or two instead of waiting five weeks to see it all so i, I don't know i mean kofi was three episodes enough or like you know are you bummed you have to kind of wait it out i stayed up and really did something bad to myself uh <laughs> staying up and watching them all together but um i was in a lot of pain last week i was really sick so i had nothing else to do so yeah, I mean, it, it was a lot, but um, I've actually come around on this. I mean, I remember people from the Screen Rant Underground like to kind of quote and say, you know, how we all felt about in our big epic binge versus weekly argument that was, you know, with, that we were pioneering a decade ago with these arguments about yep. where things would go. But uh, I've come along. I think The Boys is – I like what Amazon does with the kind of weird hybrid. Like, I think it's good to release a binge – 
thing to get people hooked. But I think they've done a good job of releasing weekly, like for the boys. I remember the boys season two and even invincible was just like every week to week yeah. and just having something to talk about. And people needed that, like, especially during the pandemic, I think we all needed that more so than just like bingeable content that just like got eaten up and forgotten. And uh, I think yeah. in season two, the boys managed to kind of become a weekly conversational show. Will that last? We'll see this this time. But uh, I, I think that it does a good enough job to make me want to say in, in enough shocks to just say, wow, and at least get a trending thing each week, which is what it's really the game we're playing now, right? As mm-hmm. opposed to when we yeah. used to have this argument. Like TV is now measured like, you know, fuck Nielsen. Like nobody cares. Like it's measured in social media buzz. So you better believe like every week they're going to deliver something. And when the hero gasm week comes, it's going to take over the internet that week. Um, <laughs> yeah, they're going for those Marvel style takeovers. Like, you know, they're going for their Ralph Boner Quicksilvers, you know, like all that stuff. So uh, I think that week they know the weeks that are coming and, you know, no, no pun. They know the weeks that are coming and that are going to be really good. And uh, yeah, I think, uh, I think there is, it, this works as a weekly, but um, so, yeah. Let me jump in, Kofi. You're saying this this works for them, obviously, because it's 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 they're keeping it in the conversation for five weeks instead of a weekend, right? And and like you said, they're they're going to blow up social media trends and search queries each week the moment it drops. That's good from a corporate level, but like, well, why is that better from your perspective as a consumer? Like, take the screaming and comic book out of it for a second. Like, as a consumer, is that okay? Do you are you okay waiting a week for the next forty five minutes or an hour? Is that for, for this show? I think it does because I think at our heart, um, you know, like one of the things I enjoy is the excellent Pluto TV service through Paramount, which basically they're just running the same movies, but they make it feel like a basic cable interface. They have like commercials and all this stuff. And it's absurd because you start to watch and you're like, why the fuck would I be into this? Like you're bringing <laughs> back commercials and I'm just like in the, in like basically B movies. Cause there's like Pluto classic TV channel. There's Pluto horror movie channel, action movie channel, like prestige channel. Like, and you know, they're just running the same movies. It's like the same fucking 10 movies. It's like old HBO. Like they have every month they have like 10 movies and they rerun them. But you, you, it's something about your brain. This is like when you sit down and start watching it, you're like, Oh, this is like when you cut the cord, it's very comforting to have this kind of model that still feels like TV. And I just like, like I watch it work on my wife and it's just like, yeah, she, she needs that. She'll like fall asleep and put on to Pluto TV. And now she's not spazzing about cutting the cord. Cause she can just put on something that feels like regular TV and still feel connected. And um, I think there's a, like a real psychological component that still is in TV. That is the idea of feeling connected. Right. Right. And while I love binge as a personal choice, like, don't get me wrong. And, and I'm not one of these people who like, I feel like we start using slogans like in, and I'm not going to get deep into this, but you know, we forget like words like choice or binge. And like, we think these, these things mean automatic things like binge doesn't mean you have to binge. Like Rob said, you can pace it out yourself and do what you want with it. Yeah. But I think what binge cost us is like everybody. And what I find annoying is, it's harder to build a buzz in we got into those fights because binging also then creates the different pacing where people can't yeah. talk about things. People get pissed about things. People are like, no, don't tell me I haven't seen it. And you still get that <laughs> weekly because some people watch yeah. it at 2 a.m. Some people watch it, but it's a smaller, it's a smaller, there's less room for the chaos. I think weekly keeps people feeling connected. 
uh, like into this larger community. And I think right now people kind of need that feeling more so than their personal binges. When we were all able to go out and, you know, feel like content was not as sacred and we could just, you know, binge and dump. I think that was cool. But now I think since the pandemic, it, a lot of people do want to feel connected. I think Marvel and the, I think WandaVision, a weird way, kind of like coming back and making people giving event TV to us and hashtags every week and everything. I think it really did a number of people and now they love this shit. So I think it's just where we are. Yeah. Um, I can, yeah, I can definitely, I can definitely see it. I would say that I felt fortunate, you know, as we always do to have like access to screeners and be able to move at my own pace with the show. Cause I did, I could not resist the temptation to kind of jump from to the next episode. I mean, I probably completed it in like. Well, now we're getting into something that this podcast is makes this podcast interesting, which is kind of like, yes, what is it like to watch things as norms as opposed to the like the hyper reality we all live in where we get stuff way earlier. And by the time a lot of you guys listening hear this, we can't even remember where the hell we were like (laughs) when we were watching this stuff because we're on like 10 other screeners and we're like, yeah, our hyper realities. That's why I save some things because I get like all these screeners, but I will. There's some things I will save to the day of because, I mean, for me, from a cynical perspective, the content doesn't matter. It doesn't matter that I know it beforehand. It only matters yeah. when everybody else knows it because that's the only time yeah, I can yeah. actually make content out of it and that, you know, make us money. But that's the cynical side of things. But some things yeah. like the boys, I just do like to see in their full kind of HD on my now that I actually invested in like a 4K TV. And I know there's 8K now, guys. I'm not chasing the Joneses. I'm just sticking with 4K. I'm old. <laughs> so like a 4K TV and just like sit back and watch it the day of. And because I like to actually watch it now. I'm so plugged in that I like to watch and have like Twitter by me sometimes and just like see like, oh, shit, something happened. What the fuck are people saying about this? And then just like yeah. search that term. That shit cracks me up. But it turns yeah. an hour long TV show into like a whole movie, like by the time I get done. But uh, <laughs> yeah, I think, yeah, I think like I feel like as a consumer, I would have enjoyed being able to, you know, as like a normal person who didn't have access to the screeners, like I would have enjoyed being able to blow through it because I feel like this season also has like a lot of momentum. Like it doesn't take a lot of its time to sort of sit with things. It really is like we're going here, we're going there, we're going here. And uh, things move pretty quick. It's always kind of a bit how it is with the boys. But I think this season in particular has a lot of momentum. But I do, I still am a proponent of the idea that I like, you know, as a as an apologist for Lost and things like that. I love the experience of watching a show week to week, being part of that conversation, theorizing. And there's some cool things here that people are going to get to see that they that people are going to be theory crafting around and building ideas around and you know, seeing whether they were right about and blowing through it. I feel like I probably, you know, denied myself a bit of that, um, which I would have enjoyed, but I just love the show so much that it's hard for me. It was impossible for me to resist. Um, moving yeah. I'm, I'm with you on that. I probably did like an episode and a half per night and it finished in five or yeah. six nights or whatever. Um, but same as you, we talked, we referenced this, we referenced this last time, but like we had watched the previous version of the <laughs> whatever first episode and then watched it again after that. And it, the stark difference was hilarious. Um, yeah. That's termite, it. I think that's the, yeah. Termite. I think that's actually a good, that's kind of an interesting extension of what we're talking about too, which is like, yeah, we have access to these things early. So, you know, we, we sort of make a decision about how fast we want to consume them in a lot of cases. And that actually was a case where I was so excited to start the boys. 
And I started that episode up and I could tell that initially there was some like kind of weird, like there was, there's a scene where there's like some voiceover that Anthony Starr had to add to like one of the TV scenes where Homelander is being interviewed or something. And it said in the screener, like insert, you know, voiceover or ADR or something here. And I was like, oh, well, these aren't, these aren't totally done yet, but it actually was the termite scene, which we referenced previously about, you know, I said, there's a scene with a penis that looked ridiculous in the previs that actually made me say like, okay, I don't think I am going to watch the screeners. I'm going to wait until I can actually watch it because this previs as hilarious as it was, was taking away from the experience of the boys that I want to have, which is kind of what Kofi is describing. It's like, I want to be able to see it at least in its final form, even if I'm not watching it on my TV and, you know, in 4k or something, I didn't feel like I was going to get everything I wanted out of the show. And that's kind of where I drew the line was, was with this. That's a unique case though, right? I mean, this, I think they made a mistake on that because within two days they had taken all that stuff down and replaced it, which is unusual, right? So they replaced everything, all all the screeners. Um, I think they probably misfired there for interview purposes, maybe. Um, Yeah, that's possible. What are you going to ask? Well, I was going to ask if you want to be the person. No, go ahead. I I do at some point want to talk about this previous penis scene because we talked about it and then people have been asking us about it. So we're, I I do have more to say about the bench thing. Um, if you don't mind, because your last example is a good one. Like that was like prime. That's one of those shows. And we referenced this before was every five, 10 years to get one of those mega event TV shows like game of Thrones. And back then, you know, in the mid aughts, it was lost. Right. And every episode was a huge thing. And I remember that, that was also like the advent of the first time you had producers doing a podcast after each episode. Yeah. And I was so into that. And you had the, the advent of the, the ARG stuff too, where like the, there was a phone number that appeared during a fake commercial during the show and you call the number and it's Persephone and you go to this website and takes you into the, that was like a unique thing. It was like ahead of its time yeah. in that way. But it's also during a period of time where it's still cable TV style stuff. It's not streaming. Um, and there's no other event TV really it's competing with. It was the same night as like Veronica Mars, which is an amazing show, but like had no ratings. So it's like, whereas now we have premium TV, whether it's Showtime, HBO, whatever, but we also have like eight streamers with event TVs happening either weekly or monthly. So it's, I think it's a different era as well. So I think now more than ever, for me, I've always been a big advocate again of the Netflix, they drop it all at once, pace it yourself model. Doesn't mean watch it all in one day, People can't do that, especially when you have kids. But it means like some of these shows do not thrive on storytelling, having to wait eight weeks or 12 weeks to experience the story, especially when we're also consuming potentially three, four, five, six other shows. I don't want to go chapter one of this show to chapter three of this show, back to chapter five of this show, chapter two. You know what I mean? It doesn't make any fucking sense. And honestly, if Netflix dropped weekly, sorry, if Netflix dropped Stranger Things weekly, but just, you're just describing you? the episode. You're describing TV up until this point. Like that's exactly what TV <laughs> fucking was. It was exactly like, you know, the episode was, of this in a show, different era. But now, show, episode of this show, and, and it was this show. it was the fucking worst, man. And it, but but we there was less of it. There's more TV content now than there ever was, right? especially premium shows like yeah. you never had fucking star wars on tv you didn't have the hbo max level of hbo on tv you know you had a couple premium shows every year or two not like every fucking two months right Th- this is a whole different era of tv tv has replaced mid-budget films and the, the big budget films have also reduced in quantity and are now big budget tv shows like there's a we're in a whole different fucking world that's what i'm saying now more than ever I think the choice to watch at your own pace is more important because we have so many goddamn options. Every conversation we've had about a sci-fi show, a fantasy show, a drama show, 
there's like five others as well. That's why it's so interesting. We can make so many comparisons. We did this with Halo, of course, with I, sci-fi yeah. TV. And, it, and it's like, but, so that's uh, what makes it different. You know what I mean? I, th- I think that's like right now, we're talking about multiple premium TV shows and we can talk about Miss Marvel coming up and Strange New Worlds, but it's also the boys and Stranger Things at the same time. Same, you know what I mean? Same time as Obi-Wan. It's like, that's five fucking massive shows in the span of seven days. That's nuts. You never yeah, heard of that stuff. I, I mean, it's, it sounds simple. But I think the difference between like last time we had this argument and now is like I, I get like way more therapy now. So like <laughs> I don't believe in like monoliths and I don't think like you can apply monoliths to this because I think it depends on the show because there are like a lot of interesting things when you really kind of break this down. Right. Like, for instance, we never have this argument about international non-English hits. Right. Nobody's ever like I wish Squid Game was week to week like everybody kind of takes international shows and consumes them at their own pace. And then it's kind of like a dinner party thing where you ask about the whole block of the work, right? Like, have sure, you yeah. seen the squid game? Like, you know, cause we're fucking idiots, but like, have you seen the squid game? And like, Oh no, we haven't watched the squid game yet. Like you, you gotta watch the squid game. It's crazy. I can't talk about it, but like, you gotta see. And then like, everybody, <laughs> you know, that's how they do it. And that, and like every, and I mean, Netflix is making a killing off international non-English hits. Uh, we just, I mean, as we are talking about this, All of Us Are Dead got renewed. There was that other one that was like crazy uh, that I haven't watched yet from Japan. That was like a major hit that like were people going to hell and dying or whatever the fuck that was happening in that oh, show. Oh, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Hellbound. There you go. That was easy. Yeah, um, yeah. So like, yeah. And so and nobody ever complains about those. And like, it's just like everybody accepts those as binges, right? So I think it really depends on the shows because like international and especially like Korean action shows they make it 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 is like one big story one big movie cut up into like several hours and then like you just kind of watch it progress and people take it that way i think marvel shows are different because we can't do shit like that because like the spoilers the stuff like that you have to control on like a week to week could you imagine if wandavision had been one big binge like well that one probably could have gotten away with it because the episodes were so friggin' short. It was frustrating, right? There was like twenty five minute episodes, some of them. But yeah, yeah I see what you're saying. But like the information the is it's not like that. Like the Agatha all along would have been out on the internet and like the first you would have had the a literal whatever the total runtime of that show would have been is all you yeah. would have had before the internet would have been flooded with like like everything and people would have spazzed out and the whole thing kind of would have imploded. So I think it always is. I think what it is is unfortunately it's a uh, colon shaking decision that TV developers now have to develop and make for themselves. Right. Like, I mean, along with just getting your show made and like getting a cast and getting, you know, the right up on the screen the right way. It's also, you have to consider like, am I going to fuck this whole thing if I don't get the right format for it? Right. So, from again, you're talking about their perspective. I 100% agree. If we're talking from like Disney Plus perspective, every fucking show that's a big show is going to be week to week, and it's because like WandaVision and like we're getting now with Obi Wan Wednesdays or the fucking Mando Mondays. Every episode is tied to a marketing plan for that episode, right? It's oh, maintain yeah. or uptick subscribers for that week. It's the new licensing deals for that week. It's the new set of toys for that week. And posters et cetera, et cetera. coming literally. on Tuesday. Every week, a new character poster every week. That's literally it's a it's a marketing machine to sell thing. Tied to Star Wars Celebration, tied to new park opening. You know what I mean? It's all part of the master plan. I understand the corporate marketing part of it. If I were Disney Plus, if I were Netflix, I'd probably push that more too on some of these premium shows, obviously. But that's corporate thinking. 
I'm strictly speaking of my own viewing habits. Like I want to watch like one a night and finish the story. I hate waiting oh. eight weeks to finish the thing. Oh, this versus- is such an easier discussion for me then. Oh yeah. No, I never think the public knows what the fuck they want. They want one of these, they want to be, they want their mouth spit into. I've said yeah, this yeah. before. This is from the old podcast. They want their mouth spit into. They don't know what they want. Like you, they just want to sit back and, and be entertained. Like, yeah, from, from like, yeah. The independent thinker of their viewing habits, like yes, we need to strike people like you down because you're just causing the rabbit. But, but yeah, even, but even in the age of like online social spoilers, I, I didn't. I mean, I'm like you, Kofi. Like spoilers don't affect me. I don't give a fuck if I know everything. Like, like I, I ate so many Stranger Things spoilers, and and and, and really enjoy listening to you guys talk about the first four episodes. And we'll talk more about Stranger Things later. In it's this also episode, really but, easy to avoid, guys. Just don't go on the fucking internet, and you'd be surprised. It. And IRL, <laughs> how few spoilers come up because you I mean like. Like, yeah, it doesn't really happen that much. Yeah, exactly. If you're if you're jumping into a conversation about a thing, you expect to hear about the thing. I, I'm with you 100. Um, but one other thing about the the whole weekly versus binge model. What I also hate is like shows built for weekly releases become reliant upon the weekly release to the point where it affects the story structure of the show. And, and this happened with a lot Lost as well. Lost especially in those mid-seasons later on, became a week-to-week gimmick show where every episode had to end with cliffhanger. Yeah, and it wasn't really. necessarily the best character decision or best use of that, or like, it was misleading the audience constantly for that fun factor or the water cooler moment. And it's like that's cool, and it, and it worked, but it's like it's also fucking annoying at times, um, and it, it to the detriment of the show and some of the characters sometimes too. So it's I prefer story told in absolute best format. And with streaming, there's no rules anymore. It doesn't have to be 24 episodes. It doesn't have to be 12. It could be nine 20 minute episodes like WandaVision. It can be six 45 minute episodes like, like Obi-Wan, but even Obi-Wan might be a victim to this. I would say those first three episodes are slow as fuck. Like Kofi said last week, that could have been three or four episodes or one movie. And it may have worked better because there's a lot of shit that's unnecessary so far. Um, but yeah, I mean, we're kind of beating a dead horse here. I, 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 I want to watch shit on my own time. You know what I mean? I don't care about spoilers. I don't care about corporate marketing. Let me watch but, it. But Rob, you could always just wait till the weekly show is done and then – I do. Watch that, the I, that's thing. what I was trying to say earlier. If Stranger Things was weekly, I would wait till it's finished and watch but it that way. You still way. have your freedom. There it is. Like you can just yeah, wait and then – Waiting until when corporate Mickey Mouse tells me I can watch? <laughs> I mean it's a different no, when Netflix releases it. Like I mean you just wait a little longer. Look, I, I said it earlier last Speaking week. We're sitting pretty. Premium weekly, premium weekly or basic just binge. Like you know you can just do the don't basic Don't put this binge. on me. No, no, no. Put I'm, it on the corporate. <laughs> I don't I, – I, I don't care. I, I mean I, I put myself in the spit mouth category. Like I'm fine. Yeah. Just, look, I, look I, I'm more interested to see how you choose to shoot your shot and if it actually delivers – like WandaVision yeah. was very entertaining. I was thankful for each every single week of WandaVision. You could have given me all of Falcon and Winter Soldier. I'd have been okay. You know? I was thankful for each yeah. week of Loki. What if you could have just definitely dumped all that shit on? Not do what if at all. Yeah. No, I liked what hey, hey, I liked what if. But uh <laughs> like and what if was fun? Like, what was not fun okay, about Kofi. what if? Like, what oh, was not okay. fun? Save that for another episode when what if season two you No, know, wait out. a minute. What was not fun? Yo, Supreme Strange, that actually got to me. That's a great story. Like, there's some yeah, good stories. There's some moments there. for sure. There's some strange stuff, but like, I, think about, I think a lot of the episodes are really terrible, to be honest. Um, strange was okay. There are moments in the zombies we see, not because of the zombies element, but some of the characters working together that you don't see normally together was interesting. But no, overall, that, that, that show did not work for me at all. Strangely, I would watch... I would watch that again over 
uh, over at least Falcon and Winter Soldier. Yeah, I would really? love yeah, that over sure. Oh yeah. Oh yeah, for sure. Jesus. Yeah. What if it's just great if you're like folding laundry, man? Like, yeah, it's a great show. It's not a great show, but like it's it's it was it was all right. At some point we know. need to we're rank just now, those, now we're just like catch up. Yeah, no, I mean, yeah. at some point we need to like rank the Disney Plus um, Marvel shows. I think that'd be an interesting conversation. But um, okay, so let's. <laughs> I, I'm glad that we went down this rabbit hole because this is a classic Screen Rant Underground debate updated for 2022. But um, I do want to talk a little bit about the boys. So the um, like, what do you guys? How are you guys feeling about this season, though? In general, I don't. You, I, I mean, found this, this is okay. <laughs> You can't force too much about this. Um, like, it's still the boys. Like, if you're in, you're in. If you're not, you're not. And um, I think uh, the only thing I think about this season is it, I think it's well kind of just put, bringing people together. It's a little bit slow. I think Rob said that but to kind of get going. But when it does, I think there's points and all the characters have their clear arcs. Um, I think we're going to outlast a lot of the source material and – I don't. I have the benefit of ignorance here because I have not seen everything, but so I haven't yeah. gotten to some of the bigger moments yet. I still have the anticipation. Uh, for me, Soldier Boy is just somebody I met in flashbacks and whatnot, and like, yeah, yeah. So we haven't gotten to see really Jensen Eccles really do his thing this season, and how crazy that can get. Um, but so there's a lot on the table in front of us. So I, I think uh, there's a lot to be excited about, but there's also the getting the point, And we brought this up on the excellent uh, comic book nation podcast that we, is this going to be, I mean, how many seasons can you go with Homelander saying, all right, that's it. This is the straw. Like I'm going to lose it before. Like you got to start permanently moving pieces around. And is this show going to really, be willing to move people and actors out of it permanently to kind of move yeah. things forward because we're out, we're getting to the end of the source material and there is a whole universe you can make out of this show with spinoffs and fun things that are in the same crazy zany universe. But like, is that what you want to do or, or is it just going to be these people because, and then bring it to an end because I, I do agree. I do agree with it. Like with elements of that for sure, because there are definitely, plot arcs in season three and i think some of them are even apparent out the gate that feel like i don't care as much about them at this point like huey and starlight's relationship is not something that you know like gets me excited in the morning anymore about the boys and and i think they try and do some interesting things with that this season even early on like this isn't using what we know happens later or anything to to fuel that argument but that's an that's an arc that kind of like I I don't know how you continue to make that interesting and it does feel like that's starting to show some of the like the wear on the on the season and stuff. I think some of the A train stuff is also sort of similar. It's it's kind of like I feel like we've seen that character kind of go back and forth between trying to be good and then sort of falling into the trap of just wanting to be accepted by by Homelander and stuff like that a few times now. So I'd agree that they do sort of circle around with some of these, these main characters from at least the original seven, um, like a bit more than I would, I would like, like some of those, I really don't. The momentum of this season is like, I think the soldier boy mystery, some of what Homelander is doing. And then the, obviously like the political commentary is always like really, really fresh on here. I mean, it has a very strong, like, you know, make America great again, kind of uh angle to it in this season that i think is is interesting to unpack but big time we'll talk more about that later yeah yeah 
I can see though where like, you know, to some degree, if you only watch the first three episodes, it might feel like it's it's starting off a bit with some things that that you don't care that much about because it's not getting to what's really unique or interesting about the season yet, which is I think kind of where they are headed with Homelander at this point and with Soldier Boy coming back and stuff. That's fair to say. Um, that's interesting. Yeah, so the show does switch gears in a big way for the final five episodes. Um, yeah. For all the stuff you see in the marketing, you can just piece it together. Um, the political commentary stuff is quite relevant and extreme in the back half, for sure, yeah. more than ever. Um, but you're right. It's interesting. I, I almost think – look, I really enjoyed watching it. Like, Ben, I, I flew through it in a week. This show does not, however, have the impact on me or is necessarily as memorable as like Stranger Things, for example. That's kind of weird to say. Yeah. I, I kind of watch it because I enjoy the characters and it's crazy, but it's just like – it's to me, it's almost – I feel like these character arcs have really sort of peaked maybe. And I'm to what Kofi's saying, and I'm not familiar with the source material. I've not read the, the comics. and I did watch the uh, the diabolical animated um, you know side shorts or whatever, which was kind of fun. Um but I don't know much they can mine out of this universe. Like they've really played up. Like for how long can everyone just be scared of Homelander? He ever be on, on the same characters are on edge for the same reasons. And a train and, and, um, the deep. Bro, did you see what they did with the walking dead making mine these things into anything? <laughs> yeah, didn't yeah, they announce true. the it, walking it, dead show today or something? Or at least like we got some information about a new walking dead show today. I, I feel like they, they titled something. They did. There was a press release about something. I, I didn't read it. it. Was, yeah. But no, I mean, it's, it's true. There'll always be an audience for it. But in terms of like these characters in this story, like I do feel like at the, this season, I feel like especially building off where season two was, there's not much more you can go with a lot of these characters. I do wonder now because season four is happening. It's confirmed. Like, and they, they talked about potential cameos of big actors and Jeffrey Dean Morgan's going to show up. And um, I don't, I can't foresee what they do beyond that. And that's again, coming from someone who's not read the books, but uh I do think there's a lot of spinning wheels with some of the relationships and some of the dynamics between yeah. the seven. And it, again, this is another show where it plays into who these characters really are and the satire of it. But like, we, we never see these characters do a mission <laughs> or like save someone <laughs> like they, they, they are just fucking useless. It's just corporate superpower drama <laughs> with political craziness and relationship craziness. So, I mean, that's what the boys is, I suppose, but it is hilarious when you think about it. Like these guys, um, people <laughs> complain about the other superhero franchises that never actually save regular people from anything. Like this is like this is the extreme of that. Yeah, this you know is what that I mean. To the um, yeah, for sure. It's, yeah, the, I, I, I don't um, know. Um, I, I'm very excited to see Kofi see the final five, and, and so we can delve into some of those spoilers because yeah, it's, it's a different show in the back half for sure. Um, but yeah, I, I don't know. Wait, yeah. How do you compare it to the previous the, seasons, um, Ben? It's interesting. Yeah, well, I mean, now that we're talking about now that we're talking about, it, I feel like I'm becoming like more critical of this season in real time, just based on some of what Kofi was saying about like why aren't we exploring the world more? And when you're saying, you know, I said like a train, it feels like maybe that's sort of starting to get a little bit kind of you know played out, or so, like, and the relationship between Huey and Starlight, which like the show wants us to care so much about. One of the things that the show does that's kind of weird, I think, in this third season and sort of speaks to the point that we're making here is like they are constantly bringing back the original people that the show kind of got rid of. So it's like you have an opportunity to like really yeah. leave the deep and and a train, especially like on the sidelines doing their own thing. And then when they come back, it would be exciting. But in this, it almost feels like a bit of a letdown, even for the audience, that the deep is the one that's coming back. 
um, from this show, you know, like they do this American Idol type, you know, show where they're like Kobe was saying, the two most interesting kind of people are these minority female characters that get they get kicked the off the show. Heroes. And, yeah, right. That actually, yeah, that are actually out there saving people um, because they're not good for the demographics and stuff like that. You know, according to Homelander and everything, that that seems like what you probably do actually want to do is get some of these new people in there because the boys team hasn't changed since season one with the exception of like starlight kind of ebbing and flowing out of being part of the boys themselves, as opposed to like the seven or something. And the seven hasn't even changed that much. It's mostly the same people, you know, after they replace translucent, it really hasn't changed all that much except for what happened with, you know, with like, what's her face storm what i do i'm spacing Stormfront. Yeah. Stormfront. yeah like with her coming in like that's the only character that kind of came in whereas there's enough openings in this one to actually have like really kind of opened it up um and i think as people see where like the, it goes this season it feels even more like they're kind of shutting off some of like the things that that newer characters could be doing um relatively quickly so I I liked the season a lot because I really like um, the Soldier Boy stuff that kind of comes later on in the season. Like I, th- I think it I think it is interesting. I, need I like you. seeing Jensen. <laughs> 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 I like seeing Jensen Ackles back in like a role that's that's somewhat you know different than I think the role that people know him for the most. You know, in in Dean Winchester and everything. Like it doesn't feel like he's just doing like a grumpier Dean Winchester or something. Um, so I think for that, I'm excited for people to see the rest of the season and see where that goes and see hero gasm and stuff like that. But it's a big, I would, fight I, too, which is I, satisfying. yeah, there's, yeah. And there's cool stuff with like butcher and, you know, you get a taste of that in these first three episodes and, and kind of what the temporary compound V can do for people and what some of the different people's power sets are that try that is pretty fun. But, but yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I mean, the, the more I'm kind of talking about it, pretty the more cool. I'm saying, yeah, the guy. Yeah, the gunpowder. I mean, that's that fight. Like gunpowder just seems like such a stupid character. And then when like you see how lethal he actually is, um, and how horrifying that would be to be in a in like a battle with somebody that can <laughs> freaking like shoot bullets off of like cars and still like you know take your leg out and stuff. Um, like I thought that was actually kind of horrific and interesting to watch. And then you know butcher obviously kind of figuring out how to beat him in there and stuff like I, that was horrifying in its own way. Um, I think a lot of that is good, but it kind of does now that I'm talking about it more, it does feel like a live action comic book more than I think, you know, I, I like in some ways. Um, Cause it's really contained to these main characters and, and isn't spreading out as much as, as I'm kind of interested in actually exploring the, the rest of the, the universe. So I don't know, Rob. I mean, maybe season two is my favorite season um, just because it kind of built on what season one did. And this feels like maybe a little bit, there's a, a little bit of sort of spinning, spinning its wheels um, with some good momentum behind the new additions to the cast, like Soldier Boy. But yeah, I mean, I definitely enjoyed it, but you know, this is also a product of our binging conversation. Like what I, we it, I didn't, really have, I, didn't <laughs> I didn't have to sit with my, you know, being sort of bored or disappointed in like maybe an episode that was a bit soft because I could just jump to the next one and get sure get that like dopamine fix or something. But um, yeah, I don't know. I mean, I I still love this show though. 
Uh, yeah, it's still great. It's still top tier. Kofi, where do you place this against like Invincible? Like if you could, if you were to watch Invincible. Number two. <laughs> okay. So, so Invincible, Kofi's vote is Invincible. I, yeah. I, I mean, love Invincible. Invincible is fucking yeah. perfect for what it is, yeah. man. Invincible yeah, is crazy. And that last episode's hardcore. It, it made me reassess myself as a father. So, uh, <laughs> oh, jeez. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, I, th- I do think there's like a, there's an element of kind of the evil Superman and what that means for the world being a bit, a bit like a question that I feel like at one point was provocative and is maybe a little bit less provocative now. And this show definitely ha- like hinges a lot on, you know, well, what would Homelander do if he really just finally like lost it? You know, and I, I don't know if that question is quite as interesting as it was in a world where like Invincible exists. And, you know, we've done some of that exploration in, you know, in some of the other DCU, um, like material and video games, like that kind of, that kind of thing feels a little bit less profound than it maybe once was, but um, I don't know. But uh, I do, so go ahead. You were going to say, I was going to say, at least they don't pull with the Homelander aspect. They don't pull punches when it comes to like the modern day America of it all, you know? Yeah. And sure. that'll make more sense later on as you watch the show. But um, it works, man. It works because it's so extremely R rated, right? Um, yeah. This premise doesn't work any other way, obviously. So I was surprised at uh, like that they got rid of like Stormfront as quick as they did too. Um, I it was nice to see her back in some way to kind of yeah, close that loop. Yeah. She, I mean, was lying to everybody for more than a year saying she wasn't going to be back at all. Yeah, it's true. Yeah, it's true. Mm-hmm. I just, I, so I kind like, of assumed that they, they got were... her in there for a surprise, and it was gross. <laughs> literally, and, uh, yeah, literally, and, yeah. And then she million dollar babied herself. Yeah. Yep. Um, yeah. Yeah, I think that that spark of like Homelander seeing the reaction to her death and the fact that there were people that loved her is like, like definitely a catalyst for kind of where things like are headed. And I think that's a, uh, it is interesting, but I don't know if they stick stick the landing by the end of it. We'll talk more about that later on i guess but um i do briefly want to i was going to say touch on this penis scene but that feels like maybe uh you know maybe too whoa uh, what too on too on the too on the head or something but uh hitting the nail on the head but um yeah i mean like like i i don't really know what we can tell you guys about the previs on the on the termite penis scene um like I just, I really wish everybody could have seen it. The thing that I thought was just like absurd about it, um, that, that made it so funny. And I don't know. I mean, maybe Rob didn't have the same reaction, but the boilerplate, like when he's running sort of looks ridiculous because it's like the, the like scene behind him isn't moving. And then all of a sudden, like you just see this giant, what looks like a cardboard sort of textured like penis (laughs) and like the, that visual, will never get out of my head I don't think um like and and that's why I knew that I just I wasn't going to be able to continue watching it without the with like you know the previous cuz it it looked like like it looked like termite like jumps into like a cardboard cutout of a penis hole and uh yeah yeah it it was and he's climbing scary. inside of it and that looks kind of funny too cuz it's not yeah. like finished the background yeah and uh, the, the the lighting and coloring is all off as well, so it, it yeah. looks very different. It's, it's like, like, like shot on an iPhone almost. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, it looks like he's in like a tunnel. Like it doesn't look like he's in something that 
<laughs> like a fleshy thing or something like that. All I know is when I saw the non previs version of it, I was like, oh, that's a much more realistic looking like penis. Uh, I like, I'm glad I, I'm glad I waited. Uh, I'm glad I waited. And this is the portion of the podcast I leave to the uh, main hosts as a special guest <laughs> and just <laughs> take a sideline. Uh, just uh, ping me when you guys are done talking about your. So, previs. Stranger Things. I'm telling you, though, if they don't put the previs, how the making of the termite scene on like the eventual Blu ray of this missed massive missed opportunity. That's all I'm going to say. I don't know and if you were things. really into these previs, dicks. I don't know. What's going <laughs> on here. Um, I don't know if this is from the comics. Like, maybe you guys know, but like, this whole thing seems to take inspiration from the whole like Ant Man up Thanos's butt yes, situation. 100%. Oh yeah, that was definitely what it, I mean. As soon as I saw it, I was just like, okay, I see it. And uh, well, yeah. even, I mean, like Frenchie's even worried about that, right? Like Frenchie literally says he's trying to crawl into my asshole. Oh something. yeah, yeah. <laughs> so I mean, it was like you know the penis thing was one thing, but then, uh, but yeah, I mean, the, there's a direct like Thanos. Um, like reference i felt like i thought that was pretty pretty dead on yeah um amazingly brutal and gory ass scene though <laughs> like and the idea of just like thinking of termite as a character that would just like crawl inside of people's orifices and then get bigger to kill them um as like the way that he fights people i thought was also hilarious um in that scene i just that scene uh i don't know Definitely this is the origin of that. Like he discovers he can do that, I guess, accidentally, and then he try, <laughs> tries to weaponize it against poor Frenchie. Yeah, I, feel like it, I didn't feel like it was the first time he'd done that, but like it was just hilarious. <laughs> what I love about the boys is how quick they just change things. Like he just sneezes, and all of a sudden that guy's just like splattered across the room <laughs> everywhere. Yeah, yeah. Just like, yeah. What? Uh, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, well, we'll like we'll circle back around and talk about the whole season once uh, once other people have been able to to see it, or maybe we'll do a special hero gasm episode or something because um, that in and of itself is is definitely going to be as Kofi mentioned the talk of the internet that week, I'm sure. But um, yeah, so let's sort of wrap up our conversation from Stranger Things last week. So we had stopped we stopped at episode four because that was where Kofi and I kind of ended, and we felt like that was a good a good kind of place to stop sort of thematically um, with kind of Max's arc sort of not coming to a conclusion there, but it definitely shifts focus after that from kind of saving her to like, let's go get this Vecna guy. Um, and I'm curious kind of how the rest of the season landed for you guys, because I, I love that Max episode. And I actually think that the show really kind of held on to most of its momentum the rest of the way out. I think one of the things I really, really loved about this season is that like Vecna is like an actual entity and person that we eventually kind of, you know, realize that we've known all along. But, but even before that, just the idea that it's not just like a brainless kind of monster, you know, that's based on like a D and D character or something, you know, we had the Demogorgon, we had the mind flayer. Now we have Vecna. Vecna is like an actual person with some kind of like, philosophy and emotion and and uh like you know somewhat of a complex character i would say um at least in terms of his origin story so i'm curious kind of if if it stuck the landing for you guys i know we've got two more kind of big episodes coming up of this season because the the episodes weren't done that's why netflix released them in two parts but but as far as like where we got to did you feel like that reveal was was like deserved did it work for you um because it worked um, for me there's some funny mechanics that people have pointed out 
online about like why is Vecna telling Nancy his all his weaknesses? And, and, yeah, that is like, that is weird. Yeah. All that yeah. aside, like I thought it was a well done season. Like I think I liked the back half. I mean, I like the Max thing as a climax to that first arc, but um, yeah. The episode's called Dear Billy. But yeah. after that, I liked where it went and how it kind of moved and, you know, how it brought all the characters together, the storylines together, and kind of had them converge. And the Vecna thing was a cool reveal to me. Um, yeah. I, I liked it. I knew that guy was going to be crazy, like in the thing, but I never put it together that they were the two. Mostly because it's still wild that Eleven as a little girl pushed somebody into another dimension. But like, you know, that's <laughs> neither. Again, that's just one of those weird things. I hope they really nail down and make me feel like, of course it is. Like when I'm, it's all said yeah. and done. But uh, yeah, no, this was a really well done season and I binged it at the right pace. So that made it even better. <laughs> the uh, I did hear the criticism of the Nancy narration too. That, that definitely did feel more like a... Um, like a screenwriting thing like well he'll be talking to you know yeah it was it was a montage yeah it was a montage of everything coming together and you can take your victory lap because you did pull it all together (laughs) yeah the i was yeah i was curious like because there is the weird stuff where like max ends up in kind of that red you know room or sort of red area where they're all like you know the victims are kind of woven into the the like columns of the house and stuff. And I was kind of wondering if that's sort of what was going on with Nancy is like, she was actually accessing a part of the upside down that Vecna wasn't even like really aware of or something. But then she's all, he's like also talking directly to her when he's like terrorizing her with Barb. So I'm, I don't know. I'm a bit confused there as well as to kind of like what exactly was happening there, but it worked for me from a like thematic and emotional, you know, level of all those pieces coming together. But um, yeah, Rob, you were going to say something, I think. Uh, well, when we talked about it last week, I hadn't seen anything, but uh, yeah. I binged it afterwards and, and I, I loved it. Um, on your point, though, about the Nancy scene, it's almost like it was okay for me only because we were learning more about Vecna and the reason he's doing this for each person, like opening these portals and such. Um, and with Nancy, that was sort of like the first time after Matt, like, of course, Max, same thing, but we fully see like, the, the inside perspective, like from Nancy's perspective of what's happening. So yeah. maybe, and, it, and it's almost like he's fast tracking it because they were in the upside down. You know what I mean? Um, yeah. So it kind of worked for me for all the reasons you guys said. Uh, but I do have a few negatives with, the, with, with this show and I'll get into those in a second, but overall, like I, I freaking love this, this season, man. I think they really, really, really paid off on this like amazing ensemble cast. They have not only like developed and carried through all these years, but even the new additions are pretty strong. Like, the Eddie character, I think, is really great, and there's really cool dynamics there. They added Robin last season, who's also another amazing character. And when I tweeted about this, and then I think Kofi responded to me and said the same thing when he had watched all seven episodes, it's like the, the most amazing thing of the show is like, even though they only released most, not the whole season, but seven of nine episodes or whatever, um, there's like seven or eight subplots happening by episode two, and they all kind of work. For the most part, there's an exception with the bully stuff and the jocks on the hunt. Like I didn't love that stuff, and it was a little over the top. But like following, well, I think that's going to be good stuff, though. I think the jocks on the hunt is my theory is that's going to be they needed they represent the towns, and I think the reason why there's going to be part of this episodes are delayed is I remember the early rumors about this season. I think there's going to be I think all those people have to come around from being a mob into like an army of them fighting together, and it's like. 
everything and Hawkins doing it together. So I think that's why that's going to come. I, I can around. see. It. I mean, there's a reason. Yeah, there's a couple things left off, which you have to kind of come around. Um, so that makes sense. And I, you know, I have absolute faith they will deliver on that because of what they've done with the other subplots, right? And that's everything from Hopper in prison with Dimitri, who, who I love. That's the, um, what's his name? He plays Jack in Hagar or something in Game of Thrones. You know, the, the assassin, and he was in Jack Ryan. I love that actor. Um, and of course, you have Joyce and Murray on their kind of goofy adventure quest to get Hopper back. You get the Hawkins kids, of course, with Dustin, Max, and Lucas. The jocks in the hunt we talked about. You know, Mike, Will, and Jonathan, and the, the, the new guy. Oh, the pizza guy, who's always high. Like He's another cool character. Yeah, Argyle. Um, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, Argyle, that's his name. Yeah, we interviewed yeah. him, and he's great. He's a really cool guy. Um, Argyle's so another, the most, man. Yeah, yeah he's <laughs> what good. a great character. And another iconic, they have their own like, Scooby vehicle, right? They have the, little, the pizza truck, the pizza van. Yeah, it's yeah. like they have their own iconic Stranger Things vehicle now, which is great. Um, <laughs> better than, uh, what's his face's vehicle? Steve's vehicle or whatever. But um, yeah, and oh, of course, yeah. you got Paul Reiser's character with Eleven, and, and Matthew Modine's back, and, that, and then you have the whole like – the deeper lore of the story of like the, you know, like, the, oh, it's the secondary story of like the army guys versus the secret ops group who are trying to save Eleven and use her as a weapon. And of course, Jamie Campbell Bauer and all the flashbacks, like what a, what a cool payoff to that. And I think he did really great as that role too. And, and I don't know, I felt like, I mean, go back to our, our initial conversation. This was extremely bingeable for me. I watched like an episode a day and uh, one weekend, like I was so excited by what I was watching. I just like spent like three or four hours a night. I just watched this. I didn't do anything else. And I was so even with the, my little gripes with the bullies and stuff, I, I was so gripped. Like it was so, yeah, it's, no. it's one of the best TV experiences I've had in a long, long time watching this thing. And, and, and I was okay where it ended too, even though it was just, this is not the whole season. I was really okay where they ended it. And I'm mega hyped to see this two and a half, three hour finale when that comes later on this summer. So, yeah. Yeah. It was a good shot. It was a good point for binging because every night, yeah, putting on, it was a highlight of my week for just being able to put on an episode every night. And, yeah. uh, you know, knowing that I'd get at least one good hour of just like relaxing good content out of this. And yeah, stranger things really delivered. So man, I started off really lackluster about this season. So jokes on me. <laughs> um, but I, I could see that though. Cause in the first episode, like you're some of the worst stuff is then, you know, it's the 11 in school being bullied. And it's like, it would after that you get Hopper, but even that's a negative I, to me, like, if you think about it on paper, like Hopper spent five or six episodes like spinning his wheels in prison, like failing to escape over and over and over and over again. You know what I mean? <laughs> so, uh, but you know, it's okay when you binge it and you weave it in with all the other stories. But uh, one negative that's going to be solved, I think, very soon is that with six or seven storylines and all like the life or death craziness they're up against, they seem to get out of it every single time, right? And that couldn't be highlighted more than with Max. I almost thought for a second, I'm like, maybe Max doesn't make it out here. And that's the big turning point, but she does. Um, amazing performance, by the way, by uh, that everyone in that scene, but especially her. Um, but I think what, and, and Millie, Bobby, Millie Bobby Brown in interviews has been saying, like, there's so many characters, so much craziness happening, people are going to have to start dying. And I think that's going to, maybe in the last two episodes, we really start to see, like, the real horror of all of this, right? I think that needs to happen. There has to be some, someone has to pay the ultimate price for all of this, I think. So, yeah, I'm curious, like, which of these kids they could, like, reasonably kill at this point. Um, or if, like, the adults have to be the ones, like, like, are we setting something out? Because they just recently said that the season five, like, series finale is going to be, like, heartbreaking or something, right? Which, I mean, you know, showrunners say that kind of thing. Who knows what that actually sure. means? But I could see a scenario where, um, you know, where it is, like, quite 
quite intense or something like that. And like they kill one of the kids or something. But I also, it's almost feels like that has to be like the parents or something giving their lives to, you know, like Hopper and other people like that, giving their lives to, to save the kids or something. I don't know. Maybe. Or the, the obvious guess is the tragedy of 11 herself has to make. Yeah. Make this that just seems away. like, man, that would be like, so I feel like that would be like really hard to pull off without people being like, screw this show. Especially since every episode, she's just going through the most intense shit ever. And it's like a, a lot yeah, of crying, like a lot of hard work Millie Bobby Brown put into this. So, yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, I don't know. It just seems too obvious maybe at this point. Yeah. Yeah. I, uh, I'm curious to see how they, how they try and pull that off. Cause if they start killing these kids, I mean, can you really kill Steve at this point? Like can Steve sacrifice himself for, is he going to sacrifice himself for Nancy or something? Like, I don't, I don't know. I don't know if they could, they could stick that landing. But it, it, the problem is, they're four seasons in now, and they've been veering like for like the '80s horror throwback, like you know, slashers and stuff like that. So many characters die in this show. They've avoided that. Like Hopper keeps coming back. And they keep Eleven survives everything, and they go to the upside down. They come back, and it's like they've they've played it safe so far in that respect, where like everyone comes back, the whole buyer's family <laughs> keeps coming back. Yeah. So it's like. Um, <laughs> Yeah, uh, it's a, it's gonna be hard now. I think with two episodes plus a season left to start pulling the trigger on some on some of this stuff and like really like solving this upside down problem if if that's what they're gonna do, right? So yeah. I don't know. I'm very curious to see how intense it's gonna get because that Max stuff, man, what a scene. Um, yeah. But if that went the other way, this quickly becomes a different show. So yeah, they did. Yeah, they do such a great fake out with that too, where it's like it goes to black. And you're like, oh, you know, for Christ's sake, like I have to watch the next episode. I mean, it's, you know, it's binging whatever you could, but I thought that was the, what made that so refreshing and so exciting is just that they just drop it and then they jump back in 10 seconds later and like hit you with it, that she made it through and stuff. I loved that. Um, I still yeah. really, really dug that. Um, Do you think Vecna is going to carry over into the fifth season? Cause it feels like now you have a big bad, you have a Thanos level type threat. Like if they kill him in this season, like what? What comes after him, you know, unless well, they, there is they, some. They describe him as like the general for, I guess, the mind flare again or something, right? Like, I thought so... it was the other way around. I thought the mind flare was his general, but maybe I misunderstood too. Oh, I, when I, when I remember, I thought they described like the uh, demigorgons as like just soldiers and this guy's like their wizard general and like the, the, the main baddie, which is, I thought the mind flare or some version of that is still out there behind mm. it all. Um, but maybe I got that backwards. But yeah, I can't. But no, I don't think Vecna's the big bad. I think this is like the precursor did, to that. Did so? Here's another question I have. Did Eleven like create the upside down when she shoved him through, or did he create it in trying to like escape from her or something? I'm I'm a little bit unclear what actually happened in that scene. If she like you know like did something that ultimately opened that rift or if he opened it as a result of kind of trying to get away from her cause he was being dissolved by light or whatever was happening to him. I'm unclear on that as well. I'm also unclear on the timeline of the creation of it. Um, yeah, I'm not sure they were trying yeah. to pass it off as 11 did not create it. I thought, um, yeah, it seemed like sure. there was like revisionist kind of, uh, you know, history there a little bit, but it is weird too, because like, you know, we're watching all of this through kind of like the memories that she's reliving as a result of the tapes that Brenner has given her to relive the memories. And it's like, well, you know, 
I've kind of like at times wondered if Brenner is still going to turn out to be like a villain. I mean, they're trying to play up this angle that he's, you know, he's really leaning into this Papa stuff and he's, he's there for 11 and to help her kind of prepare her for this battle ahead of her. But like Brenner was like not a morally good dude. And so I've kind of wondered to some extent if maybe like Brenner will ultimately somehow be revealed as like the ultimate villain of this. And then it becomes a story of kind of like her two fathers too, which I think would be kind of interesting. It's like her earthly father is this guy that, you know, in Hopper that is like there to sort of protect her and help her and guide her. And Brenner is like kind of her birth father in some ways, but he's like been corrupted by the upside down. I think that would be kind of interesting because I still don't trust everything that I'm seeing from in these, like in what the memories are that she's reliving and stuff. Um, but, but I don't know. I mean, maybe they're making kind of a heroic return for him or turn for him here where he's, you know, trying to make up for all this bad stuff that he's done. But, but, uh, yeah, I'm not sure. I'm not exactly sure where, where that's headed. I guess we'll see, but my head's sort of stuck in the, what you were asking about the upside down. Cause it sounds like she, she pushes him into it, but that's before the 1983 thing. I thought, uh, yeah. Or the first time he, I forget. I don't know. I'm sure, but that'll be explored more in the in the end. Well, it's here, weird but. the like time disparity in the upside down too, right? Like the time is sort of seems like kind of frozen there or something. So, like when did time actually freeze? Because it doesn't necessarily line up. I don't think with when when they opened the upside down initially. I mean, it sounded like it sounded like like less time had happened in the upside down in the, like, it wasn't like 10 years ago, she opened the portal and 10 years ago, the upside down froze and you know, whatever was on earth is now is like locked in the upside down. Like that wasn't the impression I got. I kind of got the impression there's like what the upside down was like locked, like five years ago to the 10 that it was since she opened the portal or something. I don't know. I mean, I'm I'm reading up up numbers here, but. It sounds like right. so from the flashbacks. So, so number one, uh, or Henry, whatever you want to call him, Henry Creel, gets pushed there, seemingly or is about to be in, in seventy nine, right? But that's not when it's dated. He, he doesn't get stuck there the same way like Byers does in eighty three. Yeah. So, but if you go back to season one, there's like references to like this dimension before then, but it seems yeah. like it wasn't the replica of Hawkins wasn't created until like eleven fully opened that shit up in nineteen eighty three. So uh, yeah. So I guess Vecna or whatever created that, and 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 it I guess that would make sense. in time there. So I guess that would make sense if Vecna kind of was like rebuilding, like Earth or something in in this sort of twisted image that he had of it or something. But yeah, when, also when they crossed over. Yeah, I have a I have a bone to pick with the writers for choosing the name freaking Victor Creel, which is a character in the MCU, right? Right. Like I can't believe that that passed the like smell test that no one like got the absorbing man from freaking um, like agents of shield and, and stuff like that. I mean, I know he's yeah. in the comic books and stuff too, but like that, that name is like enough in pop culture. I feel like that that was Daredevil, uh, Yeah. Yeah. Every time I heard Victor Creel, like my mind did kind of like a little bit of a twist. I'm sure, I'm sure I'm one of like 1% of people that watch the show that did that. And it's probably made up of like the people on this podcast and a few other people, but I couldn't, I couldn't get past it. Cause like Victor Creel is like not a name that you had to choose here. It's like, you could have very easily named him like Bobby Creel or something. What, and like, what's worse it. that or them forgetting Will Byers' birthday. 
which oh. was, I don't know if you saw that, but yeah. his birthday like, on the video recording, it's March 22nd when they're at the roller derby. And from the earlier seasons, that's Will Byers' birthday. And they just don't even acknowledge that in the show. <laughs> and they, they admitted it's a mistake, the, the Duffer brothers. So that's it's pretty really funny. funny. Yeah. <laughs> that's pretty funny. They also like, there was also like, I couldn't, like, I couldn't tell what of a, you know, what of it is like intentional or not either. But some of the like computer stuff like didn't make much sense, I don't think. Um, given like the time period and, and everything. Early 80s internet? Sure. I mean, it, it was there. The War, War Games was a thing back then. It just was not obviously guess, mainstream yeah. to late, late yeah. 80s, early 90s. So, isn't there, There's like also a Nintendo reference, I think, where someone's like, I think I was reading somewhere, I can't remember where I heard this, but like someone was saying like, oh yeah, you know, if I, if like I got a Nintendo or something, it's like almost no one had Nintendos at that time because it was like, it had just come out or something. Um, oh, the OG NES. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it made it sound like it was way more mainstream um, than, you know, than it actually would have been at that point. But um, yeah. Kofi has stopped talking, so I'm presuming that he fell asleep in typical Screen Rant Underground fashion. Uh, <laughs> it is so late. <laughs> we might be. Yeah, we should say that uh, we like, you know, we were talking about all the challenges of, uh, of you know, getting together to record this podcast, given our families and things like that. And uh, tonight, I Kofi was victim yesterday because one of his kids was sick. And so we were supposed to record yesterday. And then today, my dad's plane landed like an hour and a half after it was supposed to. So we're recording way later than we normally do. Um, That's okay. We, we hit the big ones. And, and next week, we can, or at some point, we'll, we'll, delve deeper into Star Trek Strange New Worlds. And uh, I was going to briefly mention Miss Marvel, but that's airing, I think, this week, the first episode. So we can we okay. can wait till next time for that. Are you able to Are you able to give people your impressions of that yet? Yeah, like yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, we can give like social media. I think, I'm not sure if the reviews are up, but you can give like your social media stuff just without scores yeah. sort of thing. Um, no, it's good. I like it. It's a very, it's a, it's a younger demo. It's a very teen audience sort of thing. Uh, but uh, Iman Vellani, who plays Kamala, is is wonderful casting. I think, like Simu, is going to be uh, maybe because they're Canadian actors. Ben, um, they're going to oh, be, um, I think, stars for the future of the MCU for sure. Um, that's awesome. So, yeah, and and one cool thing, and and I don't know if it comes through in the marketing enough, but like from the comics and stuff, like the, what my favorite part of the show is the style of it. It's a great music, a great young cast, but like when she's walking down the street and thinking of stuff, you start to see like her doodles and stuff, like on the walls of buildings that she's walking by. Uh, you know what I mean? Like that styling is yeah. in the show. So it feels very different than other Marvel shows and it, it totally works. And it, it feels, um, despite the power change, which people I'm sure will have gripes about, it, it does feel like, a they're doing a, they're doing right by the comics in a lot of ways so far in the first two episodes. So, uh, I'm very excited to see like, how far they take the show versus her return appearance in the, the movie, the Marvels with, with Captain Marvel later on um, yeah. next year or whatever. Yeah. I'm, I, I'm quite excited for this show. I don't, I, I'm not really even sure why, cause I'm not like a huge Miss Marvel fan. Like I don't have anything against her or anything, but um, like I never read any of her books. Like my main exposure to her is like in the video games and, um yeah she's the star of the avengers game uh like one of the only good parts of that game is like the story and she's kind of like the lead of it um yeah uh, i know her from the champions comics because she's kind of like a co-leader of that and i thought she's really cool and that younger like with young nova young viz like that's that's a cool team um so i hope we see a version of that i'm sure we will of course with these younger avengers coming in but um no i I, they nailed that casting man so uh another good marvel casting yeah yeah that's quite exciting um all right well yeah we'll uh we'll talk strange new worlds i think rob kofi and i would you know kofi's paid to by paramount to say that it's a great show but i would <laughs> say rob um i'd say i'm hey. just kidding but oh hey. you are here 
Did you fall yeah. asleep? Oh yeah, we're wrapping up. Oh, I, f- I fell asleep like five times in this podcast. <laughs> I fucking knew it. I fucking knew it. We knew. I was it. like, we were going on, and we we're like, so I think in typical Screen Rant Underground fashion, Kofi, uh, Kofi fell asleep on us. And, oh yeah, uh, that was like the fourth up. time I fell asleep. Oh my god, yeah, I didn't sleep last. I was night. gonna plug all your your shows and stuff for you. Yeah, we were <laughs> we were representing you well. We were representing you well. Although I did, I, you probably just heard me say that you're paid by Paramount to say that Strange New World. Yeah, that's that's why I just kind of zonked back in. I was like paid, and then I like. <laughs> This is, this is not paid. Um, yeah, no. Yeah. Shout out. Uh, yeah, we started this off at a uh, true ransom race fashions. I'm gonna say, shout out to uh, HBO and Barry because uh, Barry's been crazy this this season. Oh, yeah. And, and yeah, Barry's killing it. And uh, yeah, this last episode was no different. Uh, this whole sequence on the motorbike and the chase sequence on the motorbike is already going down as a classic piece of TV this season. And Bill Hader, man, like it's crazy what he's doing with that show and just. That's that's one that I'm happy to have weekly, I, I gotta mm-hmm. say. But uh, Barry is uh, killing it right now. So yeah, cool. You guys are gonna be so I'm mad at me, but I fell off after now. the. I fell off during the second season of Barry. I need to get back on it because I really did enjoy it. I just, I don't know. I got busy with other other shows or something. So you got to watch that and all the Daredevil shit. That's it. So I almost I loaded Daredevil back into my into my queue. So like I'm I'm good to go. Okay, but. I just I went now that I'm through it's a bunch like of the hospice stuff. of watching something. You're like, you're like, hey, it's just <laughs> over here in the corner. I'll get yeah, to it. It's over here in the corner on life support. Like maybe I'll get to it. Maybe I won't. Um, all right. Well, yeah. Let's just uh, let's wrap up. We did a good. You know, we had a good run on Stranger Things and and boys and I. You know, the binge conversation is a uh, was uh, was a lot of fun for sure. So and um, I may want to catch some shut eye. Yes, yeah, sir. you guys both are well deserved in uh, in getting some shut. I appreciate you guys staying up late for me. The you can find us all, um, you know, on on Twitter and on the socials and everything. So you can find me. I'm at Ben Kendrick. That's B E N K E N D R I C K. You can find me working over at Rise at Seven. I'm out of the industry, but I will be reviewing Jurassic World Dominion and Lightyear in the next week. So you can check those reviews out over at ScreenRant.com. I will try my best to score them in a way that. You know, I don't get as much crap for this week. Uh, <laughs> Rob Keys, where can people find you? Yeah, yeah. Well, you can find our team's work on Screen Rant. You can follow me on Twitter at Rob underscore Keys. That's K-E-Y-E-S. And I am FailCube on Instagram and Twitch. Mr. Kofi Outlaw, special guest. You can find me doing my regular gig over at comicbook.com or hosting the also excellent Comic Book Nation podcast. And uh, yeah, I'm at Kofi Outlaw. There is only me. So if you want to hit me up and chat about everything and anything in this culture, I do it all every week. So, uh, you know, uh, I think that would be even a paid gig. So I'm going to pep up for that one. I won't fall asleep <laughs> on you guys. Don't worry. <laughs> I, th- I think I, uh, now that you've, now that we've like talked about a lot of the stuff, I can finally go back and listen to your, your podcast about stranger things and, and, uh, the, your initial thoughts on the boys that you guys did this past week. I had avoided it cause I didn't want to, I didn't want to tread on similar territory, but um, I'll say one more time, you know, if you're on the total key call or screen Rant underground feeds, please move over to podcast X. We're going to discontinue, um, you know, support for those feeds soon. Um, and we might be posting some, uh, some special content on the podcast X feed only. Uh, also give us a review. I said, we'll read some of those. We, we will do that. We're not going to do that this week just because we're, we're running long. Um, running late into the night for these guys, so uh, but we'll do that here in the next couple of weeks. Because I've seen some, I've seen some funny ones pop up on on iTunes, especially so, or Apple Podcasts. So, let me also say, uh, yeah, 
Podcast X or what is Podcast X is available in all your regular podcast feeds. Please give it a, a review, five stars. Please, please, please. And if you're on Twitter, it's what is Podcast X. That's where we share some some fun images and, and updates and what we're doing next. Yeah. Yeah, that's it. So check those out. Move over feeds. Uh, you can search for us in any of the podcast platforms of your choice. Um, if you can't find Podcast X for some reason, I'm sure if you you know enter one of our names, the, the right stuff will show up. So uh, that'll do it for this week. We'll be back next week. We'll definitely be talking Jurassic World Dominion, um, as well as uh, a few other things, I'm sure. Have a great week, everyone. We'll see you guys next time.